What is going on, fam? Welcome back to Value Adds Value. My name is Kyle Krieger. I want to thank you for checking out this episode of Value Adds Value, where we have a discussion and a little bit of a two-part episode here on um, how to deal with the unknowns. Um, it can feel like this year especially has more unknowns than any other year, but as teachers, we always face unknowns every single year. So we discussed through this um, the process we're going to take to manage the unknowns, figure out what we do know and control, we can control. So this is part one of a two-part episode. Um, on Friday, the second part will drop, but um, this is just our way of getting ourselves prepared for the school year to come, and hopefully it helps you in the process. So we hope you have a great week. We'll see you back here um, for episode number two on Friday. As always, if you don't mind, please subscribe. Help us out. Share this. Let us um, make a bigger difference for more teachers and know that we're with you 100% as this new school year starts. So uh, much love. Have a great week. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, fam, to the Value Adds Value podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am joined, as always, by my guy, Will give you Law the third. Will, what's good? How you feeling? Looking what up, past your your ten days out from being back for uh, staff staff development. How you feeling about that? You know, I know this is going to be very unpopular um, amongst our teacher community, um, but I'm ready to go back. Like I am excited for this year to get underway. Um, I was talking with my assistant principal the other day, and we said that uh, she said, you know, this is our fourth first year, you know, referencing fourth, the fact fourth that first, we were, fourth first year in a row. Right. Because we started out as a brand new campus, our year one. We had all these great ideas, and we put a lot of stuff in place for year two, and then COVID hit. Because last year so, was supposed to be the first year with eighth graders, right? No, we've we've always had eighth graders. Last year was the first year that we had a group of eighth graders who primarily the we've had that was our eighth grade class who've gone through right. sixth, seventh, and eighth grade at our campus. Right, 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 right. So right now we're on our second set of actual eighth graders graduating from Jones. Um, which again, man, like I say, we, you can't say enough about it. I was, it's funny, and I, don't, I know this is way off topic, but Bike Magazine, you know, they talk about all these sports, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the, in the center, center pole, you got all these high school kids that you can talk about, right? But in the center pole, who do they highlight? Jones Toros. Um, and it says <laughs> the qu first question was, who is the most dominant team in all Dean ISD? And it said, you might say MacArthur cross country. You may say Eisenhower football. You may say MacArthur, uh, soccer. He said, but they're all wrong. Jones middle school was opened in 2018. And since then the football and basketball team have never lost a district game. They have won nearly 30 district titles. So that's talking about the caliber of student that we're putting out at our campus. And so I, I kept this magazine from last year because I'm going to make sure that each group of sixth graders that come in, they understand it. I'm going to, I have like four of them 
I'm gonna cut them out and put them in different places in in our room, my room, because I there there has to be a level of, you know, oh you're you're at the University of Texas now. This is how things go. You know, oh an you're ex- you're an expectation you're exactly. And so not only not only that, but also the expectation of the academics, because you couldn't do the athletics if they were not taking care of business in the classroom. So that tells you that what you're working for. And like I say again, so for me to, to, to be at the cusp of returning back, uh, most of our team stayed intact. I think in sixth grade, we've only lost three teachers as of right now. Um, and, and we've already replaced those three. Uh, and so I'm anxious to kind of meet the people. And I was told that there's a new math teacher who uh, <laughs> they, they, that they said is, is pretty dynamic and, and, and that I would probably like. And it, 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 when my sister principal told me that, I thought about uh, Ms. Van when she told me about you. And I was like, okay, I, I'm, now I'm, you know, my, my antennae went up because I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how he is and who he is. And, but she spoke so highly of him um and said that uh she thinks that we would get along great so um i'm excited to work Dude, to bring the him team. bring him into the fold come on you know i mean you know and you know like even i told my my student teacher i emailed her yesterday and said how excited i am because my passion i love teaching kids i do and you know that i do but my passion is helping teachers because that's that exponential growth that's needed in education. It's one thing to be great with students, but when you can be great for students and great for teachers, now those teachers can be great for more students and it just makes it this exponential growth and development within your community that, that is just, that, that'll dumbfound the skeptics. Like this, like I say, it, it'll show people that, look, this little school out here on the outskirts of your borders you know, because we're the fourth, furthest north school in the district. Um, and so, you know, it's a reminder, man. Hey, look, there, there's something going on over here. There's yeah. something going oh, on. Yeah. So oh, I'm excited man. about being man. on my way back. You know, Same. routines already started, waking up early, getting my, getting my puppies ready to, you're going to be fed this early now so I can have time to do what I need to do. So it, like I say, start the routine now. Mm, I love that. So um, the topic of this podcast is going to be preparing for the unknown, because as we start to transition um, the show into our back to school episodes, we want to acknowledge that there are still a lot of teachers and a lot of schools that are unknowns. I mean, if you look around the news today is the 28th, the 28th of July. Um, and the CDC is now coming back with, there are certain places around the country where even if you're vaccinated, they are recommending that you start wearing a mask again. So there is, there is that kind of little bit of unknown in, in that regard. Plus, you know, like you've always told me each, each year is unknown because you have a a new batch of kids that are totally different from the batch you had. So um, before we get started, we do want to hit our We Connect card. Remember, weand.me. If you don't follow Chad Littlefield um, or Will Wise on Instagram or YouTube, get out there and, uh, and check those guys out. They are just 
couple of really, really good dudes who have a really good deck of cards and and are very versatile. Really authentic. Really authentic. Really authentic. Yeah. 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 Really authentic. Um, there's a there's a I think Chad did a TED talk explaining where the cards came from. That's a good place to start with him. But at any way, at any rate, here's the card. And it, it really harkens back to our initial days of the podcast. Um, how would you like to be remembered? Oof. How would I want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, I want to be remembered. I would like to be remembered as the the guy who made people around him better. Um, you know, when we had um, um, our good friend Chip on, Chip Baker, uh, he said, his, his response was, I just want them to be like, he was a good dude. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, Nevea posted something in pictures of me on my birthday and That's her right. and one of her friends on Instagram responded to me, oh my God, is that Mr. Law? And he was like, she was like, yes. And he said, now mind you, this is a kid I never had in my class. Never had him in my classroom. He said, I remember him. That was my guy at Jones. Tell him I said happy birthday. Um, and so I think that that being remembered for someone who who just wanted to make everybody better. That's how I want to be remembered. What about you? Yeah, I mean, there, there's kind of a two part. And I've said this before, I think on the podcast. I mean, there's, I and I know you feel this because we've talked about this at length. But um, for me, it's the one part is honoring the people who have came before me. Um, you know, whether that's my family name or, you know, my mom's side, especially, I always joke that the, the compliment that, that makes me the happiest is when somebody tells me I'm just like my dad or either one of my grandpas, um, that, that is a compliment. Cause I hold those people in such high regards. Um, but I mean, it's the same. It, it also is too. And more and more, especially, especially after our wedding, like the, the guys who stood with me. Um, and then, you know, we'll tack Ben on there cause Ben couldn't be there. But I mean, that particular group of guys has made such a difference in my life that, um, I, I want to feel like I'm, uh, you know, like the old Jim Rohn, like I'm a, I'm a, a product of the, those particular relationships, um, honoring that those particular relationships. And, you know, like you said, if in any case, you know, when, when we started this, you know, six years ago, you know, we have the big dreams, we have the high hopes, we have the plan of, of what we want it to be to exponentially grow this profession. But if at some point, you know, people said I was a great teacher, I was a great leader, I was a great coach, I was a great dad, I was a great husband, you know, that, that's really where it, that's really where it starts and ends. But with you, my, my huge thing is, you know, that they look back at us and they look at Lighthouse Educator Development and they can say, you know, 
those were the guys who who lit the flame or were a part of it um that that really started that that boots on the ground movement to change education god i really i really rambled right there you good you know i i think about the quote from tupac where he said I'm not saying I'm going to change the world. But what I am saying is that I'm going to say or do something that's going to spark the person that's going to change the world. And that's kind of how I feel, man. Like, you know, I had a long conversation on my birthday with our student, former student, Amarion Reyna. And every teacher has a kid that they remember. And it just really blessed me to hear him speak now in a way that I knew he would become. Yeah. You know, when you when you see them, when we see them in those middle grades. Yeah. See, we, we see that brightness in them, but because of everything that goes on in middle school, I mean, puberty, I like girls, I like boys, you know, whole deal. We see the potential to, to get off track and to morph into something different. Yeah. The peer pressures, you know, the, 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 the anguish of I'm trying to discover and become my own, but that kid, that we talked, talking to him now as a man, you know, getting ready to go off to the military and, um, man, it, it really blessed me. Like it reminded me again, why I got into this profession to begin with so that I can have this type of relationship to where I can coach him on how you can prepare your mom for your leave. You know, he was sharing about how this is the first time him and his mom is going to be, be separated for any length of time ever. You know, um, so there's separate separation anxiety on both ends. You know, he's ready to go. <laughs> but he's ready to go because he just, he wants that new. You know, his brain operates on what's the next challenge. And so um, to be able to coach him through how to work with his mom on dealing with what she's dealing with, with, with him leaving and kind of ease him up and be like, Hey, look, no, you need to give a cut of some slack. She's just trying to get in the extra time, you know, that with you because she knows you're about to leave. You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's a great little story to lead into to our topic about, you know, cause that's a situation like the first question you're about to ask, how, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you prepare for that? How do you prepare for an unknown event? Have you ever prepared for an unknown event? Yeah. I mean, Have but you? but just to, just to circle back like to your to your point though on like when you see a spark in a kid and and you you just hope that what you did put them on the path a little bit a little bit closer cuz I have those kids that I see now I mean cuz I mean we're both saying it like my first group of kids are in their mid 20s now. 
and they got their own kids and they got their own lives. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness, what in the world happened? But yeah, that's awesome. And we gotta, if Omarion's leaving soon, we gotta, if we're going to get him, we gotta get him scheduled. Yeah. He leaves in October. Oh, I thought he was leaving in September. All right. So we got a little more time, but anyway, all right, hit us with it. Will the first question uh, of this podcast that we're calling preparing for the unknown. The question is, have you ever prepared for an unknown event? And if you have, how did it go? Uh, the one that sticks out to me when, when you said this was um, my move to Houston. Uh, you know, 2008, I graduate college, the market is down, teaching jobs are down. Um, I spent a year substitute teaching in Wisconsin, because that was what you were told to do, because that's how you got your foot in the door. But there weren't many doors to be opened. So now I go to a job fair, get recruited to Aldine. And, you know, through the process, I get a job there. And it's a city where I don't know anyone. It's a I mean, with the exception of the 24 hours I was in Houston to um, to interview prior, I had never been there. So here I am accepting a job, going to move to this new state, to this new city that is bigger than the state that I came from. Mm-hmm. And I'm teaching a class called Texas History, which is a full year of that. So, you know, for me... I was trying to plan for what I thought I would need to teach. I was trying to plan for what I thought I would need to know in that regard. But it was all based on what I thought the situation would be. You know, everybody that I taught, or not everybody that I taught, but everybody I talked to up where I used to live told me about how Houston's the armpit of America and, you know, Texas is the worst state this or, you know, I just, everybody told me how bad it was going to be. And, you know, there were a lot of people that told me, don't worry, you'll be back in a year. But I I didn't let that deter me. Um, so I really just put plans in place. I, I, I bought some Texas history books. I was reading. I was doing the things that I thought I should do. Um, but needless to say, my, my planning for the unknown did not go well because there were so many variables. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know just taking it. If I would have taken a new teaching job somewhere close to where I would have been, it would have been a ton of new unknown things. But you tack on that, that move to Houston and I was in over my head. I remember the first time I tried to, I got onto the toll road and had to get off and I didn't realize I had to like pay cause I didn't have an easy tag, um, situations like that. And, um, you know, it was just those situations where the unknown, um, was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the situation and, my plans were not particularly good because they were not particularly accurate to what I was actually going to find there. So how about you? Unknown situation? Um, I was going to say, you know, I think every day for me is an unknown situation. Um, you know, I live, I've lived long enough to know that each day brings its own. Um, 
And I don't think we see it and view it that way because most of the time we only look at the big events as the ones that we have to prepare for, not the little events. You know what I mean? We, it's that macro, micro, um, you know, uh, piece there. Um, but when you understand that each day is an event, you understand how much you already overcome just to achieve your norm. Um, and so when I think about preparing, have I ever prepared for an unknown event? I, I say living and navigating what life throws at you every single day and being that, that conscious observer within your own life to where it's not just happening, but you're paying attention to what's happening so that when there's a question about what's going on or a question about where to go next or a decision that needs to be made, you have an idea of what it already took to get to where you are and whether or not it's beneficial to get you to the next. And so I think that as humans, we do it so often, we're just not in the practice of paying attention to it. Oh, you know, and, and what you said there struck me as, as so, so accurate. And, I, you know, you've quoted it a hundred times, the, the Mike Tyson quote of everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And, and I just think, you know, when, when we started talking about this, I was thinking about the unknown as the big picture stuff that's going on this year. Um, you know, mm -hmm. are we going to have some aspect of virtual learning? Are we going to have to wear masks? Is our schedule going to be different? But the macro things of every single day, um, or sorry, the micro things of every single day are what really are the unknowns. Mm -hmm. and, and here's and what's I, funny, because as we're doing this, as we're recording this podcast right now, Texas just went in, I mean, not Texas, Harris County, we just went back to threat level orange because there's been an up, uptick in the number of cases in Harris County uh, through the months of June and July. Um, not just in Harris County, Travis County. They're talking about that, you know, they're back to the point to where the beds are being filled up. Travis County never disbanded. Most hospitals, for the most part, kind of disbanded their COVID treating centers that they that they had been housing because the numbers were so low. Yeah. So you could kind of get back to business as usual. Um, Travis County apparently never really stopped it. There are hospitals that have fewer beds, I mean, that had more beds in it, but they never got rid of those COVID wings, but it just stopped being talked about. You know, when everybody's talking about, oh, get the stick in the arm, the stick in the arm is gonna get us back to normal, it's the stick in the arm. Well, then comes in the variants. Then comes in, you know, people feeling kind of overconfident. And again, regardless of where you stand on whether or not this virus is real or, whether or not this virus deserves this much attention matters not. It's out there and the decisions have to be made on how to govern yourself towards it. And I think that that's where we kind of have to hang our hat is 
what's in the best interest for me, my family, and my community. Right. And so um, what is school gonna look like now? Because we are already geared up, you know, to have full, we're not having any online classes. You know, everything for us is face-to-face. You know, class sizes are going back up to where they where they were. Um, you know, so the question now becomes, how do you do this? Masks are optional. Um, so, man, it's just, like I said, it's just one of those things that, that, you know, we have to just know, I mean, again, I don't want to jump into the points, but it, it, it makes sense to understand those micro level decisions that we make every single day when we're planning for an event that we don't know, such as how do I handle my school day or things like that. Well, you know, and that's the thing is even just with you saying that to me now, transitioning from think the thinking that the huge decisions are the ones that matter when really it's the micro decisions we make all the time that really drive us forward that really keep us in 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 forward motion they they keep us going in that case and and really as a teacher you know, every day, like we said, every day is different. Every day is the unknown. You know, there are, <laughs> and I think that's the beauty, I think, of that profession. I, I think if I was in a profession where all the days were the same and you were doing the same thing over and over, I think I'd, I'd get a little bored with it. And I don't want us to think that the unknown is this scary, mystical creature that is out to get us. I mean, the unknown, the spontaneous is for me, the part of the job that I really like. Um, but yeah, man, so what, um, what's, the, what's the next question on our list that we were trying to knock out here? Um, I guess the next thing to kind of flow into is how do you really prepare for it? How do you prepare for an unknown event? Um, as we just said, we, we, we know that changes are coming we don't know what, in a lot of states right now, a lot of our listeners don't know what their class, what classes are gonna look like for next year. Um, so how do I prepare for something like that? Um, and I think it goes back to the statement we made about paying attention to the micro decisions you make. And I think it's about prioritizing student learning. So if we think about it, if I'm looking at this and I'm saying, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing, but the one thing that I do know is that I want my students to learn. So it's a, a reverse engineering situation. My students have to learn the concepts. They, they have to. That is, that is a no-brainer. Um, you, start, you start there at the end. So that's one of the things, and that was one of the points we wanted to make is to know what you know and know it well. Um, and, and that has a couple of different meanings. Um, it, it is about knowing what your skill set is and, and having that skill set and doing it well. Um, but it's also about learning the situation as best you can. You know, knowing what you know 
part of it is what do I, and that for me is what do I know for sure? What are the things that I know are actually happening at this moment? What are, what is the situation at this actual moment? Because the more of those things that you can, you can turn from unknowns to knowns is good, but also I feel like that gives you a little bit more of a sense of control. Like, okay, I know that these things are going to happen. I know that. I mean, and I think back to even to others, you know, the school years that I've had, like all the things, all the things that are on our list of things that we got to do. Like, I know that this, I know that meet the teacher night is coming. And I know that this particular date is this. And I know that this testing is going to happen at this particular time. So in a normal school year, we would be doing the same thing of figuring out the things that we know. Like, what is the bullet point list of the things that I know about this particular school year? And I think the more things you can shift from that unknown to known, the better. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that, but if you start with what you know, that's the key. Start with what you know. And I'm working my way through what all the things that I know, what that does is builds confidence. Mm -hmm. Thank you again, fam, for checking out this episode of Value Adds Value. Um, if you are not a subscriber, we would love it. If you would subscribe to the podcast, write a review, let us know whether we are a one star or a five star, and really just help us continue to share the message. So second part of this episode will be out on Friday where we discuss um, not only how to control what, what you can control, um, how to know what you can know, but also to have contingency plans for those things that don't go the way you want them to. So have a great week. We will see you back here on Friday for part two of this conversation here on the Value Adds Value podcast. But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts, and that's what we hope our podcast become for people, is an opportunity to, to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do.